a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. We are starting on Davchesamad Aleph, about 10 lines from the bottom, right after the Alachas Kama Vikama, starting with Amar Rabbi Yochanan. And we're going to be going toward the bottom, most of the way down on Davtes uh, Amud Beis, uh, enough to finish the page or for me to consider it a finished page. Then we'll be back on schedule tomorrow until the next time my schedule gets thrown off. Let's get started. Chesamad Aleph, 10 lines from the bottom. Anyone who treats themselves as a tzaddik down here, then they raise the bar upstairs. You're going to act like a chashuve ha'am. Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to treat you like the chashuve ha'am. And the Gemara is going to present three different possible sources as to how we know this is true. Source number one says the Gemara Shanaamar. MS it's here on the ground and up in Shamaim, it's going to be, they're going to look out for Tzidkus as well. Like, like your fear here over here in this world is going to be like Evrasecha, like the possible potential anger in that world. Seven lines from the bottom. The Pasuk reads, it's a Pasuk from Yeshaya. Pagata es sasva You're going to be doing all the good down here. Use kirucha hain. You're going to be remembered as that. Atokatsafta. And you brought upon yourself the problem. Fine. So that's what the Gemara says. Three psukim. Amar Yeshub and Levi kol hasameach be Yisurin shebayin alav. This is a very high level. Anyone who's actually happy with the Yisurin that are brought upon them, with the things that are difficult to navigate. Maybe Yeshua Le'olam. This brings salvation to the world. Another one to add to the list. <laughs> we don't know what works. We should try them all. Shene'emar, uh, the end of this Pasuk that we just read. Shene'emar, Bohem, Olam, Vini, Vashe'a. Amaresh, Lakish, Ma'idichsiv. What does the Pasuk mean in Shema, uh, in Chumash, when it says, Ve'otzaris ha'shamayim, says the Gemara, Ve'shosh ha'shamayim ne'etzar, and Milaho read, at a time when the heavens are not giving forth water, it's domeli'isha she'mechabeles ve'ena yoledes. It's similar, I'm sorry? No. Uh, my Gemara removes those words. They're in parentheses. Two lines from the bottom? Yeah, let me just get the actual Ma'imakum here. The, it's a machlokas in the girsa. This seems to be the girsa of the marsha. Okay. So talu matar, two lines from the bottom, is in parentheses in the Ozvahadar based on the Dfusim Yashanim. Some have only the version of matar and not tal, because tal is not a problem. And tal is always good. Matar is not, as we've learned. Anyways, the comparison of a lack of rain is domali isha shemechabeles, a woman who's bechevlele, the same language, a woman who is uh, about to give birth but has yet to do so. We're going to see three comparisons between the lack of rain and childbirth. And here is number one. We have the language of atzira, of stopping both by uh, by rain and as well by uh, a woman giving birth. Top of Chesim Rebbe says the Gemara, Nemra atzira bi'isha, where do we see by a woman the language of atzor, shenemar ki atzor atzar Hashem be'ad kol rechem. A rechem, of course, is a womb, uterus. And here we see the language of Atzira. And as well, the ne'emra Atzira be'gishamim dechziv ve'atzar sashamayim. Pretty obvious. We could have even anticipated that pasuk. Here is the second comparison between rain and uh, a childbirth. Ne'emar le'da be'isha. The ne'emar le'da be'gishamim. We have the language of le'da by both as well. Ne'emar le'da be'isha dechziv atar ve'ateled bein. And the ne'emar le'da be'gishamim dechziv holy da ve'hitzmicha. This pasuk we're like familiar with. It's from, uh, what is that from? 
Oh, from the Mincha. And it was stuck in my head. I don't know where it's from. So that's Baholi Davi's Mincha. So now we see the language in both cases of Leda. And as well, Namar Pekita be Isha, and Namar Pekita be Geshamim. Namar Pekita be Isha, Dixiv, Vashem Pakad as Sarah enabled her to have children. Namar Pekita be Geshamim, Dixiv, as the Pasuk says, how does the Pasuk read properly? Pakada to Eretzvatishokekeha. Uh, so we see the language is also referenced by the Maim as well in regards to Pekita. Okay, very good. My What's the second half of that Pasuk? 12 lines down, the Gemara says, it's kind of like some kind of tent, uh, some kind of Rashi. It's what Rashi says. It's an ohel of some kind up in heaven. And, uh, and from there, the water, uh, the water comes out. Uh, again, a, a homily of sorts, I, I guess. There's no physical structures. We know that there are collections of water particles up in, up in the sky called clouds. Not all clouds hold a lot of moisture. Some do, some don't. Some are rain clouds, some are not rain clouds. We'll see what that means in a little bit. Uh, and that's what the Gemara says, that there's some type of tent uh, up, up in the heavens. Omar Rebbe Shmuel Bar Nachmeni, what is meant by the Pasuk that says, im l'shevet, im l'arso, im l'chesed, im tzaihu. That if it is for the rod, if it is for the land, and if it is for the kindness, kindness it will be found. So im shevet, if the rain is coming because of the shevet, because of the rod, usually a representation of someone uh, getting uh, getting a punishment that will heal them from their crimes. Then beharimu bigvos, that's a good place for the rain to go. Starts high up and drips all the way down. In the chesed, yim the word la'artso is removed by uh, some of the meforshim. Yim And then another possibility, and the language is very difficult here in the Gemara. I have an oskatan bezir davar acher, another approaches. Yim l'shevet le'ilanos. Then it's going to go straight to the trees. Yim la'artso, if it's for the land, then l'zraim, it's for seeds. Yim l'chesed, yim then it will fill up all of the pits in the ground. A very, I have to spend time on exactly what this Gemara is speaking about. Why, but why the why do we need to have halachic implications? We have a whole set of svarim called the med, called the medrash rabba. It's a very little halacha Yeah. Okay. So the, the hashkafa answer to what you're asking about why we spend time analyzing things that have no halachic purpose is because afalp that it's true that in some cases we don't end up with a halachic conclusion, but we do end up with a better glimpse of, our, of how a Kodesh Baruch Hu wants us to understand the psukim, which in turn gives us a better glimpse into a Kodesh Baruch Hu. The nuance therein, but that's really what learning is all about. Of course, the Gemara says in Kedushin that we learn, of course, it should lead to Maisim, but but overarchingly, the way that we look at Tanakh and the way that we look at our, our analysis of Tanakh, the Gemara Ki'ilu is the, when you have this love letter, is that you read it over and over and over again to catch every nuance. When she says she loves spending time with me, does that mean she loves me? We're medayik. We try to figure out exactly what's going on. So that's what we're doing here, even if there are no halachic consequences. Says the Gemara, third of the way down, Bimei Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmeni, have a kafna umosna. There was both a kafna and a mosna. A kafna is, uh, uh, is a drought of some kind, and a mosna was some type of pandemic that was killing people. Okay. Amre, hechi navi, what should we do? We're not allowed to daven for both. Really? 
I daven for a lot of things all the time. So we have to see, this is quoted in Shulchan Aruch, this case. So we'll discuss this in a minute. We'll have to figure out why the Gemara says that we can't daven for two things at once. So therefore, uh, Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni recommends, Ella, what we should do is, No, we should daven, not to die. The Chafna Nisbal, and we'll just have to deal with the fact that there isn't a lot of food, that there's a drought. Amr Luhu Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni, Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni, uh, said to one of the Rabbanim, he wasn't the one who said the first thing, it was another person. So he says back, no. We should daven specifically to get food uh, on the drought. Who will give us that which will satiate us. He has to give us life to follow. What are you going to give us food and then kill us all? That doesn't make any sense. The, the Pasuk says, who does give, and then you have to be chai, you have to be a chai in order to be the beneficiaries of that. And that's why the Gemara says that if you have these two things, that you should daven for the one that will actually feed you because then he's less likely to take your life. Says the Gemara halfway down, how do we know that we're not supposed to daven for two things at the same time? Says the Gemara, uh, the pasuk, uh, the pasuk reads, That's what the pasuk says. Alzos on this singular because we're only davening for one thing. They have a different pasuk. The pasuk reads, That we're going to daven, we're going to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu from Hashem, on this one thing, that there's really more than one thing. Okay, how does this work? This is quoted in Shulchan Aruch in regards to the halachos of Tainios, that we're not allowed to daven for two things at once. I don't know how this works. I don't know. You have to ask your local Orthodox. I have no idea. You got to ask. But it is in Shulchan Aruch. This way quoted, uh, it actually quotes the Pasuk of Vinatsuma Univaksha in, in the Shulchan Aruch. That when we're davening for, it, it seems like catastrophe type of things, not like, you know, I need your I need your help with work and I need your help with my kids. I don't think it's quite like that. I think they're more grandiose that apply to the Tzibur. It's my, me talking. I didn't see that anymore. I'm just... There weren't a lot of commentaries, and I didn't spend enough time on it to give a full, a full grasp of understanding. But that is what the Shulchan Aruch writes. Says the Gemara: Be Meir Zera, Gazer Zera. There was a uh, time when the uh, when the uh, in, by Reb Zera, when the the non-Jewish government made Zera against the Jews. The Gazer the Lola Mesa Bitaanesa. Not only did they give you the bad news, but they knew that the Yidden would fast in order to to storm the heavens. So they said, "Nope, the Lola Mesa Bitaanesa. They're not allowed to fast." Amar Luhu Reb Zera. I've got an idea. The Kabla Ilavon. We're going to accept it upon ourselves to fast in the future. When the Zera actually is. Uh, dissolved, then we'll actually do the fasting. So that's a little bit of a harama. So they said that during the year of Tafshin Pei Beis, you're not allowed to fast. Fine, I agreed to fast on uh, on the, the 30th day of Tishrei, no problem, Tafshin Pei Gimel. So that's what they did. They committed for the future. How, how do we know that that works? <laughs> what if I need the problem solved now? If I if I accept upon myself to fast in a year, does that work for right now? Says the Gemara, Amre Le, they said to him, How do you know that this actually works? That I can agree in the future to fast and it actually places its effect right now? Because I have a Pasuk that, that speaks about this. The Pasuk says, Daniel, Daniel, don't you worry. From the day that you give your heart to understand and to fast before Hashem, not that you fasted yet, 
But when you agree to fast, then the impact will be had. A beautiful idea. And that's what the Gemara says is based on the Pasuk. The Gemara continues, we're about five lines before the middle with lines. Even in times of uh, famine, like it was in the times of Elio, and there was rain on Fridays. Fridays are a bad day to have rain. Everybody's running around, they're schlepping, they're trying to get, figure everything out. They got to get chalas, they got to get flowers, whatever they're doing, they're running around. It's uh, similar that uh, the rain should not happen. What's Yom Adedina? Take a look at Rashi. Rashi is almost exactly halfway down on the inner column there. On the days of Mondays and Thursdays, which is when uh, Bate Din would come and sit down. So those days, uh, everything was so busy on those days. People had Dine Torah, they had Shilas, they could only ask the Bate Din, whatever the case may be. Those days were bad days to have rain, so is Arab Shabbos. Last of the shoreline, Zamar Memar, Elo If we didn't need the rain for the for the sake of creating things, for the sake of the world to run, but Inan Rachame, we would have asked HaKadosh Baruch to get rid of the rain. The rain's annoying, except that we need it. So therefore, we have to daven for it. That's what this whole Masechta started with. It was making sure that we actually know what we're talking about when we say um, and that is what the Gemara says. The sun on Shabbos is like charity for the poor people. Very interesting Gemara, very short. We're going to see a whole bunch of statements of Rav Yitzchak one after the other. Here's the next one. The day of rain is good. Not only does the ground absorb the water and it's good for the ground, but it's good for all of your parnasas. <laughs> it extends the bracha not only on the ground, but even for that which is in your pocket. Another comment from Very interesting idea. I'm sure there's this deeper than what it sounds like. But bracha does not exist unless it's something that's removed from your eyes. normally means a granary or a storage house, but it also has the language of samui ayin, someone who is a samui, they can't see. And as well, we have the same idea in another Gemara, Tana de Berishmal. The only time we have bracha found is when it's in something that you can't see. Shinemar, same pasuk, Yitzav Hashem Yitzuchas, Abracha Basamecha. Again, a deeper idea. Tana Rabbanu. Hanichnas Lamud. This is not Lil Mode, but Lamud to measure. A person who goes in to measure as Garno, his granary, he's going to go measure all the food that he has in his storage house. What should he say? He should say a Tfila. Omar, what should he say? The Tfila is like this eight, nine lines from the bottom. Uh, you should give us a blessing in our house. If you already, if you are in the process of counting, Omer, thank you for giving me the blessings that are in this pile. Now, what if you said this? He writes on after. After you finish tallying, all right, you got your one, two, three, four. You're making tick marks. One, two, three, four, five. Baruch Hashem, you're so amazing, Hashem. What if you give the bracha afterwards? Harezu tefilas shav. We have this language in Maseches brachos as well, but sometimes your tefila is a little bit too late. Uh, we have this halachically as well. Once you've picked up the lulav and esrog, big dilasan, the way that you're supposed to hold them, you can no longer make a bracha. You put on tefillin, that's a shayla. So the post can say by tefillin and by tzitzis, you, you, mash mash and you move them around and you make a new bracha. But by and large, 
because you can still fulfill the mitzvah afterwards. But by and large, once a mitzvah has been fulfilled and it's a momentary mitzvah, so then you are done for. And here as well, the Gemara calls this a tefillah shav. Why? Seven lines from the bottom. Everything that's already been done in the past, that's done already. Only that which is unknown to you, that the eye hasn't seen yet. That's when we make our tefillahs at the two dots. Five lines from the bottom, kibbutz gaisos. You should, but the, here, if you look at the initial language of the bracha, it says that that which I'm about to do, I want you to send bracha only because it was uh, it was somewhere you didn't know what was there. So you went in with the tefillah, I'm hoping that when I count that I have a lot, which is interesting anyways, because the, whether or not you know what's in there, the volume is already capped. So that's all right. But the Gemara does not ask that question. And if that's where you were going, it's a great question. But the Gemara is just saying that you have to do the Yehi Ratzon beforehand. By the way, we should just be clear. Um, there's no Baruch to Hashem here. It doesn't seem from the Gemara that there's no Baruch to Hashem here. It just seems to be pretty simple that it's a Yehi Ratzon. But still, the concept of Tzilas Shav is that you've missed the opportunity. Um, but your, your question is still good because uh, we should have really... It's just a Yehi Ratzon, but it still doesn't matter because it, it is uh, seemingly a Tfilah Shav. Uh, inside the two dots here is a mnemonic to remember the next many sugas. So yes, Kibbutz, Gaisos, Tzedakah, Parnas, that is going to be your Simon. That's your mnemonic. Amr of Yochanan. Wow, okay. The day that it actually rains uh, at the right time is similar to Kibbutz Galios of the collection of all of the exiles. What's Pshat? Shinemar, the Pasuk we say in the Shira Malos before benching. This is the minig of the shla. It's a seishir amalus on Shabbos and Yantav, and actually is the custom as well, seemingly an equal custom to say al naharos bavel during the week. The shla doesn't distinguish. When I was in camp as a little kid, we used to sing a nigan al It was a beautiful. I think it's a Sephardic nigan. It's beautiful. I remember it as a kid, and I never say it now. Why not? Nobody says it. But on Shabbos, everybody says shir amalus. What? Because it's usually during the three weeks camp. Uh, it, no, the shla. No, the shla was just making a point. We did it every day in, in camp. It wasn't just the three weeks. We did it every day in camp. Huh? And we did the same camp as you. I'm just saying we said it all month long, and I was there for two months out of most summers, and we said it all the time because that's the din. That's the din. That's the minig. I should say that was the minig of the shla. It's weird that we don't do it. I don't know why we don't do it, but it should be the case that if you're going to say one, you should say the other. If you say share mouse on Shabbos, you should say al Ask your local Orthodox rabbi. Oh, it's so good not being a pose. Let's go. Says the Gemara. Uh, that Hashem is returning our captives. What's Afikim? Like the rain that's in the desert. Okay. Makes it easier to walk through the dirt. It makes it all softer. Gaisos are troops. Uh, there are different pshatim in what's going on here, but that is what uh, that is what uh, the simple understanding of Gaisos are. Take a look at Rashi, 12 lines from the bottom. Gaisos. It's easier for them to walk through. That's what Rashi says. People who pledge money and then they don't give. That's when this. That's when the heavens stop as a past president of this fine institution. If you have any outstanding balances, uh, pony up. 
because this is a problem. It causes for atziras kishamim. Shneemar, how do we know? Because the pasuk says nesiim veruach vegeshem ayin ish mishalel bematas bematas shoker. That person's a liar. He said that uh, that he was going to give, and he didn't. And the rain is withheld. Last few words on Testament base, turning to the top of Testament Aleph. I'm Rav Yochanan. My dechsev, a famous Gemara. Wow. This Gemara is hafla vafela, requires Rishon and Vachoranim to understand. Aser ta aser, aser bishvil shatis asher. You want to become rich? Very simple, give your miser. Ashkechei Rav Yochanan liyanuka de Reish Lakish. Rav Yochanan saw the son of Reish Lakish. At this time, Reish Lakish had died already. The story about Reish Lakish dying was that Rav Yochanan and he had a disagreement. Rav Yochanan gave him some kind of a look. He ended up becoming sick and subsequently dying. We'll see the impact of this conversation. Uh, other than the obvious, which is that Reish Lakish died. There's a, a secondary impact to what happened. Anyways, he sees the son of uh, Reish Lakish learning, Amar Leh, tell me what Pasuk you guys are learning. He was a little kid. There's a little kid he's learning in Zilberman's and uh, in the old city. He's just pounding Pesukim. So he says, Amar Leh, Aser Ta'aser. He says, I'm learning the Pasuk of Aser Ta'aser. Amar Leh, who's talking now? You would have thought it was Rav Yochanan. Take a look at Rashi. Amar uh, Amar Lei, uh, sorry, it's the second line of Rashi. Amar Yenuka le Rav Yochanan. He continues talking. The child says to Rav Yochanan, "My aser taser." So let's go back in the Gemara. Amar Lei, my psukecha. Rav Yochanan says, "What pasuk are you learning?" The kid answers, "Aser taser." The kid continues, "Amar Lei, my aser taser." What's shot in the pasuk? He says to Rav Yochanan, "This is the kid of Rish Lakish to Rav Yochanan." So he says, "Amar Lei, aser bishvil shatis aser." You want to become rich? Give my aser. Amar le minalach, how do you know? So Rav Yochanan gives a crazy answer. Amar le zil nasi, go out and try it. But really? Just go out and try it? What's happening here? Amar le, the kid says back to Rav Yochanan, what, you get to just... You get to just test things, like throw the spaghetti at the wall and see if Hashem is actually telling the truth. The Pasuk says, You can't test Hashem. This is the exception to the rule when it comes to Miser. Test me on this. If I don't open up the storehouses of the heavens, I'm going to give you endless amounts. My What does that mean? Until you have so much money that you don't know what to do with it. Someone this morning came over to me. I was at a bris and they said, do you have any money? I am collecting for whatever. I said, I'm sorry, I don't have any money. And he gave me this bracha. He didn't know it was daf yomi. I said, did you learn today's daf? Because it's mamish, today's daf. He said, you should have so much money in your house that when you open the doors, you can't even open it. There's money behind the door. You're stuck. And then you can give it to me. That was his uh, vort that, that he gave to me. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if that's shot in the Gemara, but that, anyways, my ad ad b'lidai that your your sif so sechem below mardai so much. The Talmud says back to Rav Yochanan, if I was with you, when you guys learned that Pasuk, I wouldn't have needed you, he says to Rav Yochanan, or for your Rebbe. Another conversation between the child of Rish Lakish and Rav Yochanan. One third of the way down, approximately, Testament Aleph, Asu Ashkech, Rav Yochanan, Linuka, the Rish Lakish, the Yasiva Amar. He was reading the following pasuk. Adam Hashem. 
that when a person does something wrong and they get punished, they get angry at Hashem. So Yossi, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said, this is a pasuk in Tanakh, as a, in Nach, excuse me, and whenever there's something in Nach, it needs to have some of its roots in Chumash. So Amar, is there such a case in the Chumash, how could there be something that's in Ksuvim, that's in Nach, but not reflected back in the actual five books of Moses? So says the Gemara, Amar Le, the Talmud says, we have a pasuk that speaks about this. The pasuk says, It's what the brothers said about Yosef. Look what Hashem, it's not what Hashem did to you, you did something to you. It's the same as the pasuk that we saw in Tanakh. So Dal now we know about Rav Yochanan that he had very long eyelashes. It's a famous Gemara. And he had this special instrument that would help him to pick up his eyes. The problem is that the last time he picked up his eyes, he killed Reish Lakish. So all of a sudden, Dal he started to pick up his head to look at the kid because the kid had a point. And all of a sudden, mom swooped in, you know, like hovering mom. And she's like, whoa, the mother came in, grabbed the kid by his ear. She's like, we are out of here. No more of this conversation. Get out of here before what happens to your father happens to you. This was the mother of Reish Lakish pulling him out. End of conversation. Say that's why he was able to sit by the mikvah because he had the long eyelids and he couldn't see the ladies. Oh, 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 but that they were looking at him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good. Very good. Okay. That's a great argument. What is this little Oskatan base here? What does that say? Okay. Rain can be given even for one, but Parnasa Bishvil Rabin. Parnasa is given on a grand scale. Difficult to understand what that means. Parnasa is given on a grand scale. I know poor people and rich people. Okay, so what do you mean it's given on a grand scale? So we'll see how the sheet does in the Gemara, but this is what he said. Let's, let's try and figure this out. How do we know that water, that rain will be given even for one? He's got even one person, in the singular. From the, from the psukim that speak about the man, that I'm going to shower upon you in the plural. The Gemara asks a lengthy question. The, the punchline of the question is four lines from the bottom of the page. But in the meantime, it's a good story. It says what the, what the Gemara says. We have a b'raisa. There were three great leaders of the Jews. Happened to be siblings. Very good, very good family. Good stock. Says the Gemara. And there were three wonderful gifts that were given by, on, I should say, through Megalgal and Ali Dezakai, through those three people. We know, of course, that the Be'er, the well, and the clouds, uh, the Anan and the Mun. Be'er Bishos Miriam. We know that the well was, was of course, Bishos Miriam. And Amud Anan Bishos Aaron. The cloud of glory was because of Aaron. And Mun Bishos Moshe. Mesa Miriam, when she died, Nistalaka Be'er. Then all of a sudden, the Be'er was no longer accessible. Shanem Arvatamos Sham Miriam. Uchsi Basrebe Lohaya. So we know that with her death came the absence of the well, but the well came back because of Moshe and Aaron who were still alive, even though she died, but we were able to get back the benefits of the, of the Be'er because of these two. When he died, that they heard something, that the Kenani, the, the, the Arad heard something. Says the Gemara, 15 lines from the bottom. He heard that Aaron died and now the protection of the Jewish people was gone. The Kasavur, and he made an erroneous thought. Nitna lo be Israel. He thought that therefore, Hakadosh Baruch Hu was saying, "Green light, 
Now you can go attack the people. That's what the Pasuk says, that they saw, everybody saw, the people saw, that that Aaron died. The key in this Pasuk, it says, and there's four possibilities. E, it could be E, if, Dilma, perhaps, Ella, that or Deha, that. And uh, so therefore they misunderstood the Pasuk. Basically they understood the Pasuk that now I can actually see through the clouds because there are no clouds anymore. Therefore I can kill them. That was the Havamina of, of, of Melech Harad. That's what, that was a possibility, but then it came back anyway. Then the Be'er, which was lost because of Miriam, and the Anonim, they were lost because of Aaron. They all came back because Moshe was amazing. When he died, now all three siblings were gone, then all of them were gone. All three of these shepherds died in one month. That's not true, says the Gemara. Six, seven lines from the bottom, first long line. They died, Yerach. They died in one month. That's not true. They all died in different months. Ella says the Gemara, these three wonderful gifts uh, were nisbatu, they were canceled. They all happened to die out in the same month that Moshe died. Alma, that these wonderful things, Ashkechan, what do we find? Parnasa bishvil yachid. What did we say 15 lines ago that Parnas is only for the Rabbim? Yet we see that all of these wonderful things, the Mun in particular and the Be'er, those are actual forms of Parnasa. They all came about because of a Yachid, because of Moshe Rabbeinu Kasha. So the Gemara answers four lines from the bottom. And it's an obvious answer. Moshe is a little different. Shiny Moshe. Kevin de la Rabbim Huboy. He wasn't asking for himself. He was asking for the people. Therefore, Kerabim Dummy. It's as if the people themselves asked. The Gemara moves on to a couple of stories connected to the Pasuk that we just quoted. Rav Huna Bar Manoach. Rav Shmuel Bar Idi. Rav Chia Mivastanya. These three great people. Havushchiche Kameh de Rava. They were Tamidim in the Shir of Rava. When Rav died, they switched into the next shear. They went into Rav Papa's shear. Also, the Kameh de Rav Papa. The problem is that they were used to Rav's style of teaching, and they were used to the quickness and sharpness of Rav. So what happened was, whenever Rav Papa would say to them something that was, and it wasn't quite as clear as the way Rav would have taught it, they looked at each other, they're like, ah, never. You know, Rapapa, he could have done a little bit better. And Chalash Daite, that was something that was very hard for him, turning to the top of Testament Bays. Anyways, he had a dream that night. He heard about this Pasuk, about the three shepherds. When they were leaving him, when they were leaving Mine, the Rebbe, the Rebbe said to them, he gave them a bracha because he was afraid what the Pasuk had taught us already, that all three of them died. So he was afraid that they were going to have an Onesh Min So he gave them a bracha that... They were kind of making fun. It's probably not the right language. They, they, they left a, sh- a little look on their face that maybe Rav Papa wasn't as clear as Rava, which is a lack of covet, a tremendous lack of covet. Even if we don't like something that we hear from a Rav, it's always done, mamish, with the highest levels of covet. Fine. That brings us to the two dots on Testament base, three lines down. Rav Simi Barashi, Rav Papa. Rav Simi Barashi was learning in the same share of Rav Papa. Have a too. We used to ask a lot of questions. Yomachad. One day, one day he saw that Rapapa was saying Tachanun, 
Uh, saying, saying Tachanun. That's good. And Shame, and he heard him say, the Amar as follows. What was he saying there against Tachanun? Rachmana Litzlan Mikisufa de Shimi. This person, Rav Simi, I should say, the Simi, the Simi Barashi. He said, Hashem, please save me, Mikisufa, from the embarrassment of Simi. He's asking me so many questions. He's putting me on the spot, and I don't know all the answers. He's embarrassing me. Instantly, when Rav Simi heard that, Kabila Leish Tikusa Vesulo he was done. <laughs> he didn't realize he was embarrassing his Rebbe. So he stopped right away and he stopped asking questions. It's funny because this sharply contrasts the idea that we know of Habayashan Lovlamid. We're typically of the uh, cultural opinion and certainly the mission of Perkeyevos that one should ask a lot of questions. That's typically the gateway to knowledge is to ask questions. It's the gateway to clarity. I think the, the, this would be the anomaly instead of being the norm. The Gemara says, He as well agrees that rain is even for one, one person, which was similar to the previous Shita, because he says, How do we know that rain will come about even for one person? Because the Pasuk says, Hashem will make chazizim, which are clouds. We're going to analyze that word soon. You might have thought that maybe this isn't true for a Yachid, it's true for all. Talmud Omar, the Pasuk says, Le'ish. The Pasuk says, Le'ish, even for one person, namely, rain can happen for even one person. But Tanya, the Brisa writes, within one person. Maybe we would have said, okay, if Karish owns a couple of fields, it's all of the Karish fields. That's how Hashem works, says the Gemara. No, it's even more nuanced. Talmud Omar, even one field, if an owner has 10 fields, even one field can get the gift. What about my my field numbered field number one says the Gemara, not even the whole field, Tamil number Asev, even one part of the of the field could even get its own customized version of the rain. Kihad Rav Daniel, last of the short lines on Testament base, like Rav Daniel Barkatina said, Havale Hahu Ginta. He had a garden, he had a let's call it a multi-acred field. Kol Yoma, every day have a He would walk up and down all of the rows and Sire he would look out and see what was needed. Omar Hameshra Boyamaya. This particular row, that one's going to need some water. You know, the second row, exactly where the rain needed to be. That's where the rain was, down to the actual row, the individual row of, of vegetation. Okay. What does the Pasuk mean when it said Chazizim? My Hashem Ose Chazizim. So it says the Gemara Amar of Yossi, Rab Chanina. Every tzaddik gets a cloud. Okay. Uh, what does that mean? My It's a certain type of cloud. When we were little kids, we learned about Sirius and I don't even remember all the phrases anymore. Different types of clouds. The ones, there's like the puffy ones and there's the lines or the regular classical ones that we always drew as kids. So what are we talking about here? We know that rain is coming when we see these types of clouds that are porchos. Well, what are porchos? Well, how do we describe them? How, what do they look like? My porchos, one third of the way down, five lines into the wide lines, Testament bays. My porchos, Amar Papa, Eva Kalisha, thin clouds, to say underneath, even smichta, uh, under thicker clouds. So sometimes we can even see that the lower clouds are moving faster and we can see the clouds above through a little bit of a piercing in the in the clouds. That's what we define. Amar Rav Yehuda, Nehila Makame Mitra, if you of a light rain before a heavy rain, if it drizzles before a heavi rain. So then Asi Mitra, you know that's going to be a longer gizunt rain. However, Basar Mitra, if the slow rain comes, if the drizzle happens after the big rain, Pasik Mitra is going to be very short. Mekame Mitra, Asi Mitra. 
Mekame Mitra Asi Mitra. So says the Gemara, if you have a Mekame Mitra Asi Mitra, that if it's going to be before, if the light rain happens before the large rain, it's going to bring a brought rain. This is similar to a sieve, where they would sometimes separate uh, flour or whatever they're using with a sieve, and there were always smaller particles followed by the bigger particles. So that's for sure true back in the day. The way that we have all of our flour refined, it really is pretty homogenous by the time we get it. It's been ground up very nicely. But that's not the way that their flour was ground up. So there was always a super powdery part, I guess, equivalent to confectioner's sugar, super fine. And then there was the larger granules. That's what the Gemara says is the comparison. And the Buster Mitchell Pasig Mitchell, what about the fact that the light rain that happens after the rain, where do we learn that from? The Simonich Charia de Easy. This is an unpleasant uh, piece of Gemara halfway down. Let's take a look at Rashi. Charya de Izi. This is the way that an A's that a goat would defecate. Rashi says, First, the defecation would be significant. And then it would be less so. So that's how the Gemara says that we understand, or at least we have a comparison of the small amount of rain following the larger rain. Two dots halfway down. Ula ikla lebavel, chaza porchos. He goes into Babel, he looks up in the sky. All of a sudden, he's a meteorologist. He's like, I know these clouds. It's going to rain. Amar lahu, penumane dehashta asimitra. Penumane, kama, dehashta asimitra. You guys should get every everything that's going to get ruined in the rain. Um, uh, tonight at the table, one of my, uh, we, we were, had a soda bottle on the table and it was only partially open and someone knocked it over. It sprayed Coke everywhere, all over the place. Maybe I shouldn't be drinking Coke. So the Gemara says he knew the rain was coming. So he said that I would get everything out of the field. And Lesof, what ended up happening? Lo Asimitra, there was no rain. <laughs> so Amar ki hechi de Meshachre Bavloi, just like the Babylonians are known for being a bunch of liars, Hachim Meshachre Mitrai, their own, their own meteorology rules don't apply as well. Porchos should bring about rain, but it didn't in this case. They weren't following the regular rules. You said this about the Babylonians. Yeah. Amar ki hechi de Bavloi, just like the Babylonians are liars, so too the rules about their own clouds don't even follow the, the culture. I don't know. Does that work? Can you nurture the clouds to not do? Okay, that's what the Gemara seems to imply. Huh? We could do some rain dancing, Danny. I agree. I agree. Let's do it. Ula ikla lebavel. So when Ula was once in Bavel, Chazi maletzana de tamri bezuza. He saw they were selling a full basket of dates for one zoo, super inexpensive. So then he's like, uh, skip the line. Omar maletzana de duvsha bezuza. You're able to buy food for so cheap and it's tasty. How could you not learn Torah all day long? It's you don't have to go make a whole complicated meal. Go buy all of this food for a zoo. Sit there, pound it, and go back to the base measures. You should be learning. Belayla, he ate the whole thing. And Belayla Tsaru, oh, the stomach pains. They were terrible. Shooting stomach pains. He was crippled over in pain. Oh, so then he changed his tune altogether. Omar, Maletzana de Sakina Bezuza. It's like buying a whole, a whole uh, container of knives for Azuzu. Bavloy Aski Torah. Now they are learning Torah. How do they ever learn Torah? It's so hard to eat this food. Okay, so he learned his lesson. We're almost two-thirds of the way down. Testament base. We're going to go a little bit more, and we're going to stop at the parentheses about six, seven lines from the bottom, and then we'll stop. Tanya, the Brysa writes, Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Kola Olam Kulo Mimeme Okainu Sushose. All of the drinking water comes from the ocean. That's the Pasuk uses as his ride that we drink from the ocean. Now, Rabbi Yeshua doesn't agree. We recently had a machlokas, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua, but here's another one. Amar Rabbi Yeshua, the halo mime okainus meluchunhein. That water is salt water. You can't drink salt water. Salt water will make you thirstier because the salt is going to make you thirsty. It doesn't work. So Amar lo, memaskin ba'avin, they become sweeter up in the clouds. By the way, this is true that 
when there's evaporation, the salt does not come with. When we were little kids, we did this in school. They gave you a string and a stick and you hung it over a, a pot of water. You put a lot of salt in it. You'd boil it. It would build this like salt type of shape that was uh, collected on the wire. All the water was gone, but all the salt remained. As we saying that evaporation doesn't pick up the salt as well. Maybe minute, anything? No, it's nothing. The salt wouldn't, it wouldn't evaporate at all. The salt would stay. So when it evaporates, says Rabbi Eliezer, he says, I'm right. Rabbi Yeshua argues. Rabbi Yeshua Omer, Kola olam kulami maim ho'el yonim hushosa. We get waters from the upper heavens. Shneemar, the matar ha'shamayim tishtemayim. It's going to come from upstairs. Elamani makayim. How then does Rabbi Yeshua answer the, the most obvious question? What does the Pasuk mean? Ve'ed yalamina aretz. Says the Gemara. Melamin sh'ananim yisgarbim ve'olam l'arakia. The clouds get stronger. They go up into the heavens. They open the top of the cloud like a pitcher, like a container. And from the heavens, they receive into the pitcher, like a spigot from, from uh, the upper heavens. As the Pasuk writes, let me just read it properly. That the water is going to be poured in like a pitcher. And it was punctured. It had little holes in it, like a sieve of some kind. And the water would drip through there. The gap between... One drop in another sometimes is nothing more than a hair's breadth. What does this come to teach us? That the godless of a day of rain is similar to that of the creation of the world. These psukim we saw in this regard earlier, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does great things without the ability to investigate them. We cannot understand the depth of their uh, of their wonderment, that Hashem gets rain all over the ground. Don't you know and didn't you hear? That there is no possibility to understand how amazing a Kodesh Baruch Hu is. We're going to stop right here. We'll pick up Emir Hashem tomorrow night with Daf Yud. Wishing you all a beautiful night.